I want to continue our Christmas the movies this morning, and in fact, we're wrapping it up with the story of the Magi, with the, with the three kings. And so we are in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 15, a familiar story, but may I just say a magical and life-changing story. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go, search for the carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt. When he stayed until the death of Herod, and so was fulfilled, the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, wow, I don't know. How many of you still have your Christmas tree and decorations up? Mm, some of you take them down. And, and how, when do you stop watching Christmas movies? Now, we had this debate in our house, and Savannah and Steph piled on me and said, no, after Christmas is over, we don't watch Christmas movies anymore. And I said, ah, what about New Year's? You know, can't you go into New Year's? No, no, no. And so I thought about it because I do love Christmas music. And I said, well, technically, Christmas isn't over until Epiphany. So I agree with you, right? The 12 days of Christmas. I didn't grow up with Epiphany. It just wasn't part of the, the church that I grew up in. It isn't part of a lot of churches. In the eastern part of the world, Epiphany, or known also as Orthodox Christmas, is a higher holiday than Christmas itself. Why? Because the Magi came from the East, and people forget that more than half of the Christian world is in the East, not just in the West. And so I love Epiphany and the 12 Days of Christmas, not because of 12 gifts, because I love the magic of Epiphany. So this morning we're taking a trip to follow the star, and we're going to do it with the Polar Express movie. I don't know how many people love the Polar Express, but I do. I love trains. I'm from Pennsylvania. We're train people, and uh, I know lots of you love trains. In fact, in Pennsylvania, the tradition is to put a train around the tree. I don't know, but uh, I love trains. We got one. It doesn't fit around the tree, but we got one out there, and it's a Christmas train, and so it was with the Polar Express. And so. I invite you to follow the star this morning. And if you know the story of the Polar Express, it's just a fabulous story. 
And I think the first thing that comes to mind when I see it is, is trust. And uh, this little boy, known as Hero Boy, uh, is going to sleep Christmas Eve, and he's not sure about believing in Christmas anymore, in Santa. And he's getting older, his little sister believes, but he's, you know, kind of fading in this, and, uh, and he's torn. But in the middle of the night, a light shines in the darkness, and the room shakes, and the house shakes, and he goes downstairs with trepidation, and he looks out, and in this night of steam, there's a train with a light piercing through the night, and he wonders what it is, and so he goes to this train in the backyard. There's no train tracks there, right? And it's this train, and, and he walks up, and there's a conductor, Tom Hanks, which is great, and play so many roles in a, in a movie, and the conductor invites him to go on the train, and the boy doesn't know, and he says, we're going to the North Pole to Christmas, and he has to trust the conductor to get on the train. Wow. How are you doing with trust in your life? And think for a moment of the story of the Magi who came from the East. Now, tradition is that the Magi came from Asia, India, and Africa, from the East, uh, from the great nations of the East. So amazing. But what we know is we believe that it was more than 1,000 miles. Some people say up to 3,000, somewhere between 1,000, maybe 3,000 miles, depending exactly where they came from. I believe they came from different countries and maybe merged together in their journey. But think about that. And what led them on that journey? A star in the night sky. Wow. Wouldn't you want a bigger sign than that? <laughs> I mean, have you? I love the stars at night, man. And, and I love it in the wintertime because you can see more stars with the cold night air. But... Um, Stars sometimes are signs, but would you travel thousands of miles to follow a star? They did. They had to trust that. And I think it's amazing that they have that kind of trust that God was... And they were from different faiths as well. Zoroastrians are kind of science people looking in the night sky, and they knew something was happening, that God was moving. So the first thing is to trust. The second thing is that is a journey. Man, and the Polar Express is just an amazing journey. So they meet these other kids, that this young hero boy. He meets hero girl, and he meets know-it-all boy. <laughs> Don't you know lots of this? And lonely boy, and others on this train. And it is the journey of a lifetime. And uh, they go up and down hill and vale, and uh, even more, they're going down mountainsides, and, and even across this frozen lake. Oh, it's just unbelievable. And there's this um, stranger on top of the train. He kind of loses a ticket for the girl, for hero girl, and, and uh, hero boy gets up on the train, and he's uh, shaking, and he meets this stranger. And we don't know, some people debate, is it a ghost? Is it just a tramp? Uh, he's got good-natured heart. Is it someone trying to help? Certainly someone challenged, but it also is someone, a stranger who helps. So I don't know who it is for you. Sometimes there's strangers and angels, and they're all mixed together in the journey of life. And so they go through it, and he ends up in the locomotive up front and, uh, you know, helps the brake, and they lose. Oh, man, what a journey. I don't know if you love journeys like that, but, you know, life, life is a journey. And some parts of life are just relaxing and joyful, and other parts of life, frankly, are scary, aren't they, in the night? And, uh, but, you know, when you look back, sometimes it's the most exciting parts, which is the most scary parts of life, that become the stories that you tell that were transformational in life. And what does epiphany mean? 
Do you know what it means irregular? When you have an epiphany, it's a transformational, life-changing moment. When was the last time you had an epiphany? Are you really going on the journey of life, and are you open to all the surprises and maybe some of the scariness of life? Because frankly, it happens. God never promised that life would be easy journey, boring journey, but sometimes it's amazing, wonderful, scary, awesome, frightening, all of that mixed together. And so it's a, it's a journey that they, they share. And they share it with, he shares, a hero boy shares it not only with the conductor, who's a wonderful person, but also with, with hero girl and know-it-all boy, lonely boy who starts to make friends with the others. His world is changing. He lived on the other side of the tracks, literally and figuratively poor and lonely outside, but now, through this adventure, is making new friends. Well, back to the Magi. We don't know how many Magi there were. It never says there's three kings or three Magi. It says there's three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But the legend is that three were outstanding, and three nations, Asia, India, Africa, different lands from this journey. Wow. And how did they know to go on that journey and follow the star? Well, there were legends about stars. People watched the stars very significantly, not just, you know, kind of like an astrological thing, but as a scientific thing. And they observed those stars and what they meant. And it's interesting, too, because remember the series before Christmas of the Movies? Where were we? We were in Daniel, Dare to Make a Difference. And Daniel and his friends were taken captive away to the capital of Babylon because the countryside is defeated by Nebuchadnezzar by these powers, and Jeremiah whispered to them to not to rebel, but to, to be a star in the night and to realize that God was at work. And through their witness, they had an influence not just on the Babylonian empire, but later on in Cyrus the Great's empire, and Darius, right? And after Daniel came out of the lion's den, what did Darius the Great proclaim, or Cyrus the Great? He proclaimed a proclamation to the entire known world, the Persian Empire, that Daniel's God was the one true God. And by the way, star is mentioned in the book of Daniel. So maybe it was through all that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through that they were able to be a witness that a word went out. We don't know, but it may have been that. You know, sometimes... When we go through difficulties and adversity in life, God is working in ways that we don't even realize that we're having an impact on others. And so it was with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But somehow the Magi knew to follow the star, and they followed towards Bethlehem. And on the journey, they met Herod. <laughs> Man, and you don't have to be a religious person to know. You can be a historian to know that Herod is one of the most evil people and all of world history. And Herod frightened everyone, even his own family. We killed members of his own family. It was brutally, brutally horrible to everyone. And the Magi stopped there because he was the local ruler and asked where the new king, the Messiah, was to be. And Herod was upset and wanted to know more, called the scribes and Pharisees, the people who would know. And they said, well, of course, Bethlehem in Judea where God is working, where the bright and morning star will appear. And so Herod said, tell me more when you find out, right? He had bad motives in mind. And so the Magi went on their way on the journey, 
and follow the star. And in your own life, boy, where are you on that journey embracing all that God has for you? God promised that faith would be a journey, and God promised that sometimes we would face tribulation, but that Christ has overcome it. But we still have to face it knowing that we are victors. But sometimes through the hills and the valleys, we are transformed by the moments. And sometimes by the harshest and hardest moments, we find the most transformational moment because light shines brightest in the darkness. So trust, journey, gift. Wow. So they go on this incredible journey for the Polar Express to the North Pole, of course. And uh, they're at the North Pole looking for Santa and the Christmas tree with the star on top, with the star on top. And Santa has all these kids from all over the world, just beautiful, amazing moment. And he picks one child each year to have the first Christmas gift. And he picks Hero Boy. And he asks Hero Boy what gift he wants. And what gift does Hero Boy want? He wants a bell from the Christmas tree because Santa tells him that only true believers can hear the bell ring. And so Santa gets a bell from the Christmas tree and he rings the bell. Just happen to have one here. And he says, I can hear it. I can hear it as all these other kids do. And Santa gives him the bell. He puts it in the pocket of his bathrobe and uh, his housecoat. And all the kids get different gifts, and it's just a beautiful moment. And then along the way, Santa's also acknowledging all the gifts these other kids have, not just the gifts that he's giving them, but the gifts of who they are. Do you remember that Hero Boy is struggling to find out who he is? And there's Hero Girl who's learning to, to lead and there's know-it-all boy who's learning to find his knowledge in the right way. And there's a lonely boy who's discovering all these different friends in the journey of life. Because we all are different, and we all have gifts. Well, back to the Magi. The Magi brought gifts too, didn't they? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And those gifts tell us something. I actually have some, but I don't have gold this morning, not surprisingly. <laughs> And it tells them something about the Magi. The gold tells us that they were wealthy, right? And you think about the range of those that we see in the manger scene. The shepherds were of low estate. Mary and Joseph were fairly low estate. And then there's the Magi that are wealthy, but they're from far off places. The first time. Why is it so significant in the Eastern world? The first time the non-Jewish folks, outsiders, worship. Jesus Christ, King of Kings. That's why it's so significant to people of the East and why it ought to be significant to you. That outsiders from far away, from different religions even, coming to worship Christ as the King. And then there's frankincense and myrrh. And frankincense and myrrh are white and red, as you can see here. I'm not going to get them out. And um, frankincense is, is used as incense. And uh, it smells good. You can burn some. You can actually do that to, to myrrh, too, which is used as a kind of anointing, uh, was used to anoint the dead. And, and this tells us something about them, because gold, of course, they're wealthy, but also frankincense and myrrh, the best in the world, is still true to this day, come from India and Africa, from the East, 
from certain parts of those that are still used to this day. And, uh, and, and the best perfumes in the world, I'm, still, I'm not a perfume person, but I do like the smell of frankincense and myrrh, part of that. A myrrh, kind of the oil part, frankincense is burns. And if you've ever been to a Greek Orthodox church, which is fabulous, a Russian Orthodox church, they burn this incense. They still burn frankincense and myrrh. It's just amazing uh, scent. I could burn some this morning, but you'd think I was, I might set off the fire alarms. But anyway, it tells something about who those magi are from Africa, Asia, and from India. But here's something else that's interesting about those gifts. It also foreshadowed the three roles of Christ, right? So gold, the kingly role of Christ, the future role in some sense for Christ came from a kingly role and will again ascend, was ascended to the kingly role and will come again as king. Also as prophet, right? So the white is the pure, the frankincense, the purity of the prophetic calling. And myrrh, red, the priestly role. Because that anointing, that red color foreshadowed Christ's gift on the cross of his life. And so prophet and priest and king, those three roles of Christ, because God was working in ways that we don't even imagine. Each had a gift that was amazing, prophet and priest and king. And they didn't just stay there. God warned them in a dream. They went away to share the good news of the gospel to far-off lands, to far-off lands. And in a very real way, God began a work that is still going today. And frankly, Matthew begins and ends his gospel with that note, to share the love of Christ in far off places, first with the Magi, and last with the commission of Christ to you and me in the new year. Wow. Back to the Polar Express for a moment. Wow. <laughs> Hero Boy puts the bell in his housecoat, and they go back on the train, and this adventure in the middle of the night, they all get off. And as they get off and along the way, the conductor has this magic punch they already started punching with, but they didn't know what was on there. It was kind of cryptic part of them. But each has a word or more on their ticket, right? And so uh, he's got, for Hero Grow, he has lead, because she's a great leader, and she's discovering that, right? And then to know it all and to... Uh, lonely boy, he's talking about friendship, to depend on and to count on people and how important that is. And, and Hero Boy has found that as he reaches in his pocket to look for the bell, he finds nothing but a hole. Haven't you found that sometimes? <laughs> a hole in his, and the bell's gone. And so he's so crushed in that moment, all the kids are talking to him. And so the conductor comes by as uh, Hero Boy gets off the train, the conductor puts in there the rest of the word, which is believe, believe, believe. Believe in himself, believe in Christmas, believe, believe in others, man. And Hero Boy doesn't know what to do with that, frankly, because, you know, he lost the bell. <laughs> well, Christmas morning comes, the train's gone, and Hero boy goes downstairs around the Christmas tree. All the gifts are open, and then they find a little gift behind the Christmas tree, do you remember? And they open, and what is it? It's the bell. It's the bell. And he picks it up, and he rings it, and the parents say, it's broken. <laughs> it doesn't ring. 
But the little girl and the boy can hear the bell ring because true believers can hear the bell ring. And sometimes as we get older in life, we stop believing in Christmas. Maybe we stop believing in God. We stop believing in miracles that happen along the way of life. Back to the Magi. I believe that they believed. I believe that they believed enough to have their life transformed. They went back to share the good news of Christ far and wide. And we know that the good news of the gospel, Asia, Africa, India, all over the world, because they were willing to share and give all that they had for that moment to kneel before the Christ child and to take that into their new world. And so I ask you, in a, in a new year, as we bring Christmas into the new year, and the magic of the Magi who knelt before the manger in the new year, how are you at trusting God for the journey to follow the star? Whatever sign in the night sky that God is speaking and whispering to you, to all of us, whispers the hope, peace, love, and joy that come only through Christ, but also that God is directing all of us to take that journey of faith, to take another step, and wherever you are in your journey of faith, to grow and be transformed in the epiphany of life as God comes to you as the star, the bright and morning star of Christ. And if you faltered along the way, I will take you back to that verse that Janice read earlier from John chapter 1, verse 12. To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God. Not old, grumpy adults, thankfully. <laughs> children, open to the magic and wonder and adventure and journey that God holds for us as he holds our hand and takes us in the journey of life. Today, I invite you to believe again. When you've not heard the bell ring for a while, God will still make the bell ring as we come around Christ's table today to re-experience God's wonder and grace and forgiveness anew and to know that God pulls us into the future. Yes, there are threats, even as the Magi faced the threat of Herod, even as Joseph had to be warned in a dream to flee to Egypt on his own journey to follow the star that way until that threat was gone. But God is at work. Faith is afoot. And the star in the night still shines if we have faith. Today, I invite you to follow the star and ask you, does the bell still ring? If not, God is still in the work of epiphany. God is still changing lives. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for the magi and the magic of the magi from the Far East, Lord. And we thank you that your voice, your whisper of love as you call us through the miracles of nature and the stars at night and through your word and through all the works, but most of all, through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior in a manger that you have come to share our lives and invite us into a journey as we indeed follow you. We pray this in Christ's name and all God's people said, and all God's people said, amen. amen.